today on this beautiful day of pride we went to the uh, Evansville Pride Festival and had a great time it was nice to you know just be a regular attendee yeah not have to and uh, yeah no do vendor things and uh, now we're here to bring you some drunk history well um, not drunk history because that's copyright infringement um, it's dumb history dumb history while also whilst also being drunk yeah um, it's, it's basically when I take the dumbest things in history please don't say and get drunk and somehow make them even dumber. Dumb history. I feel like we need like a theme song. Well, we tried that, but to no avail. Yeah, this is true. Um, Bailey Syrian, if you listen to this, can you help us make a theme song? Thanks. Love you. Bye. I love her so much. Okay. First of all, she's just a beautiful person. Yes. And a beautiful soul. Yes. Um, not necessarily in that order. Um, do we have any announcements before we get started today? Um, mostly just for people to stay tuned to our social media because we are going to be releasing some new videos. Um, yeah. Uh, some unboxings of some of the stuff that they've helped us get. Yes, over the last few as months. an appreciation post because thanks to you guys and not only buying my art but buying our products, you know, not <clears throat> excuse me. Not only does that money go to help paying my bills um, and everything with our with the new house, but it also helps you know us buy things like we we got a new tent, which is why we couldn't go to Pride this year as vendors because we had to make a, a tough decision and say you know we really need a tent, so we had to pay for that. And as all you small business owners out there know, <laughs> you have to save up for some things sometimes. Yeah, and you've got to prioritize. Yeah, so um. I don't remember where I was going with that. Uh, yeah, but um, we just want to show our appreciation. So we'll oh, be that's it. Doing some unboxings and that's kind yep of, video. You know, appreciating you guys, um, helping us out and supporting us mm -hmm. throughout all and we these have, years. Yep, and we have new candle ideas in the works. We're gonna up our candle game, and um, we've picked an aesthetic for our booth now. So. Um, the vendor booth that we have is about to change drastically and dramatically very dramatically um speaking of dramatic uh today's topic is dramatic. gonna be fantastic in the realm of drama oh the cats are fighting fantastic stop it i'm spraying my cats with water you done are you done thank you all right we're done all right now. Now that we were so rudely interrupted, <laughs> we should put a little, like, a little sound bit in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Where are you? The pause. Yeah. I have no idea what she's talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some overdramatic. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. We forgot about to, the drink. Oh, yeah, the drinks. The drink right, of the, the day. The drink of the day. Um, we're keeping it light and easy because, uh, you know, pride and it's freaking hot out there and we're lazy and we're tired mm -hmm. and you know not convenient but uh you know we're not fancy schmancy no. we're poor ish we're okay um but we got mike's hard 
and um, some margarita stuff. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is but either. They told me to add ice, and it's delightful. Yeah, margarita mix. This is not sponsored, by the way. But if they <laughs> want to you by Schnucks. If you want to sponsor us, then I will totally okay. drink oh. some mics and mm. promote that shit. Mm. Okay. Okay, we now, gotta focus. back to our topic. <laughs> Alright, so back to you, Colby. So we were talking about overdramatic, and so I was doing some researching over the last couple of weeks, because I'm a big Charles Dickens fan. Um, a Tale of Two Cities is my favorite book of all time. I read it when I was a sophomore in high school, and I just, I love him as an author. I mean, he's absolutely incredible, and his writing style has definitely influenced mine. Um, and so Charles Dickens is relatively well-known in the literature world. Yeah. So in one corner, we have Charles Dickens. In the one corner. In another corner, we have the beloved... Weighing in at... Who knows? Um, the other player we have in this is Hans Christian Andersen. And if you haven't heard of Hans Christian Andersen, yes, you have. Um, he wrote The Little Mermaid. He is a oh. Danish author. Um, he wrote The Little Mermaid. He wrote, he wrote The Snow Queen. Um, so he's... What's The Snow Queen? It's basically Frozen. That's except, what I was thinking. Except a lot more violent and a lot more murder. Shocker. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry, where did this come from? Where? Denmark. Uh-huh. That's in Scandinavia. Uh-huh. She likes Shocker. to poke fun at me being Scandinavian. It's fine. No, I like to poke fun at the fact that everything, including your children's tales and fables, all have some type of horrendous violence. Oh, well, yeah, that. I mean, like, if anybody's read the original Grim Fairy Tales... Like, you better tie your shoes or your grandmother's gonna cut off your thumb. <laughs> Most, yeah, that shit. But this isn't about their stories, actually. This is... This is a little bit more personal between the two. Okay. Um, and it's kind of weird. So Hans Christian Andersen was like a huge Charles Dickens fan. Like fanboy level, like would literally just, he was obsessed with this guy. And so like he did a tour in England after his books were translated from Danish to English. Okay. So he's on a book tour basically. Okay. And he was at a party that Charles Dickens also happened to be at. And, you know, whenever you're at an event where one of your favorite people, favorite celebrities or whatever is at... You, you fangirl a bit. You kind of fangirl a you bit. Do. You and do the things. Christian Anderson geeked the fuck out. Like, oh, I'm going to be honest with you. He geeked the fuck out. And so then Dickens was like, whatever, okay, fine. And... Hans Christian Andersen goes back to Denmark. Wait, so did they, like, have a powwow and talk They and just stuff? talked. They just chatted, you know, kind of, like, casual conversation at the party. And then, of course, Hans Christian Andersen has to continue on his book tour. Uh-huh. And then, eventually, he goes back to Denmark. Okay. So, Hans Christian Andersen then spends the next nine years, nine years, okay, sending Dickens fan mail. Ooh, that's like dedication. fan letters, straight up dedication. Okay, well, okay. Now, on my scale of one to crazy, I need to understand like how often was he doing this? Oh, it was pretty consistent. Like it was pretty consistent. Like it got to the point where are we talking like once a month, once a week? Well, I mean, I don't know how the postal system worked in Europe at that time because it was you know that's the fair. express type shit. 
Um, so I would say as often as he could possibly do it. Um, and at first, you know, old Charlie was like, all right, whatever. He's a fan. Right. Cool. Whatever. He eventually gets sick of it. Cause I mean, this dude's sending him fan letters for nine fucking years. Like that is, that's commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's polite at first and then he starts to kind of just get bored with it. And then he's like, you know, oh, by the way, if you're ever in the neighborhood, feel free to stop by in hopes oh. that it would get him to like chill the fuck out. No, nope. right? nope. Wrong mistake. He going to show up at your house. He going to show up at your house. I know it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I already know. So here's what I happens. already know because crazy people be crazy sometimes. Well, and, and the thing is, is like with, with Hans Christian Anderson being such a Charles Dickens fanboy, like, you know, and maybe he wasn't normally crazy, but he got crazy. Yeah, like it's about that situation. It's exactly. So rather than, you know, just this is why I don't invite with, people to my house. Sticking with his life and, you know, going about it like normal and, you know, oh, if, if I'm ever in the neighborhood, yeah, sure. No. He plans a whole ass trip. Oh my goodness. To stay with the Dickens family. Oh no. For two weeks. He emphasizes heavily that he will only be there for two weeks. Okay? Well, so, I'm sorry. Hold on. Only two weeks. That's a long-ass time. Right. But to be staying with someone who, like, half-ass invited you. Right. So keep that two weeks in mind, though, because that's going to play into this story a little bit later. Okay. Okay? So the reason Dickens was cool with that, essentially, was because he was kind of having, like, an existential crisis because uh, his latest work basically tanked. Uh, um, and he was considering leaving his wife for his teenage mistress. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. This It was Victorian England, man. Like, this was some shit. Mm -hmm. uh, it was going down. And it, he needed a, a little buddy to so, probably tell all his shit to. Hans Christian Andersen kind of basically took advantage of Charles Dickens' existential crisis. Um, so Hans shows up to the Dickens estate. Oh, my gosh. And severely overstays his welcome like oh, you know how he said he was gonna stay for two weeks how long did he stay five weeks mm. five weeks okay um, i'm sorry can we just talk about the utter and sheer lack of self-awareness oh absolutely yeah 100 percent. five weeks how could you stay five weeks with someone and not be feeling like you're encroaching on their space oh yeah i mean and the that's thing crazy is, to me like, like and the thing is is obviously you know the family wanted to be polite they didn't want to you See, know because, no, i'm not asking well, get the fuck out because Go home he, well because here's the thing when you're a writer what's one thing that you do to get back at somebody else you put their name in your story. You talk shit about them in your story. You know what? That's true because artists do that too. Exactly. So I think essentially what the Dickens family was doing was they were trying to play nice to kind of avoid that negative press because obviously Charles was dealing with negative shit anyway with the whole right. leaving his wife for his teenage mistress. Yeah. Um, he already got a lot going on. <laughs> but anyway, so Hans Christian Andersen basically tried to bamboozle the fuck out of the Dickens family. So he told, um, he literally insisted that Charles Dickens' son shave him every morning and insisted that it was a Danish custom, which is a fucking lie. I'm sorry, his son? Yeah, so Charles Dickens had a son who was 
uh, close to adulthood, if not an adult by that point. Uh huh. And Hans Christian and Hans Christian Andersen essentially insisted that the son shave his face every morning. That's so weird. And insisted that it was a Danish custom, which it's not. What? It a fucking lie. Well, why the son? That's so weird to me. I have no idea. That's just, that's, that gives me cringe Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cringy. I'm not 100% certain as to why that was the case, but, that's you know. That's so weird to me. It's, it's some weird shit. On um, that note, I need a drink. <laughs> Exactly. Like, honestly, this story is enough to make you drink. Like, it's it's that crazy. You go show up to someone's house for five fucking weeks. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> so, oh, no. Obviously, you know, when you're a writer, you continuously write, and you're publishing, and you're doing all of that, right? Yep. So, <laughs> it never stops. So, Hans Christian, Hans Christian Andersen had had, um... One of his works reviewed, basically, in a British newspaper. Okay. And it was a bad review. So Hans Christian Andersen, being the drama queen that he was, threw himself on the ground as dramatically as possible at the Dickens estate and cried hysterically, (sighs) much to the annoyance of the entire Dickens family. Yeah. I can't. Legitimately throws himself on the ground in the gardens of the Dickens estate, crying because he got a bad review. Oh, buddy. Like, man, if you can't take the... I mean, I mean, Charles Dickens was contemplating leaving his wife or his teenage mistress when his work tanked. I mean, there's... What people need to understand is that when it comes to creative things like writing or art it is subjective which means that not everyone is going to like it and you have to be okay with that and you have to be okay with the, re- the critiques does yeah. it suck absolutely oh, yeah but it's a part of it but you have to learn to live with it like i it kind of goes into play where you know like i learned how to not care what people think about my what i create that and you can either get mad about it or you can learn from it. Exactly. Like sometimes people have helpful critiques and you have to be okay with like not all of them are super duper nice, but people who genuinely critique you do so in a way that is helpful and beneficial. Right, exactly. Um so Hans Christian Andersen is basic he's there for five weeks. And when he finally fucking leaves <laughs> when he finally fucking leaves Charles Dickens wrote on the guest room mirror, Hans Anderson slept in this room for five weeks, which seemed to the family ages. <laughs> so by the end of that stay, they were fucking done. I, I, I would be too. Don't be, listen, it's bad. You know, as much as I love the people in my life, and if it ever came down to a situation where they would need a place to stay for that long, no question. But if you tell me you're going to be someone, here for two weeks and stay for five. Right. And it's not even someone that you know. It's like it's some like a vague fan, fan who just shows up at your house with their fucking luggage, luggage in tow like, and says, Hi. Hey, I'm here. Stay for two weeks. Excuse me? Who, who are like, you? No. It's like those memes. I don't even of, know you. <laughs> what you just said reminded me of the, the memes on Tumblr. That were the uh, the captioned adventures of George Washington, oh, and it's like some kid showed up with a thing of luggage, and he's like, "Martha, did you adopt another child again?" 
Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, we're going to have, we'll have to do an episode about the founding fathers. But yeah, so that is Charles Dickens versus Hans Christian Andersen. Wow. <laughs> that was a trip. That Oh yeah, it was. It was great. And like, it's so stupid that like every bit of that sounds like it's just not legit. Right? It, it sounds, sounds like someone real. just made that shit right. up. Right. It sounds like somebody made that shit up. But no, it legitimately happened. And, like, and that's the whole point of these little, like, mini episodes is to find the dumbest possible thing where it doesn't sound real, and then we talk about it. So, that's crazy. Yeah, if you liked this episode, um, let us know. We really want to do more. If you've got some suggestions for dumb shit in history that you want us to find, then tell us, because I'm always a slut for research. And I am a slut for learning, so I just sit here and listen and comment and don't fucking stay at my house for five weeks unless it has been pre-planned that you are staying there roughly that long. Exactly. Especially if I don't know you like that. (laughs) If I don't fucking know you like that, don't stay at my house for five weeks. It's beautiful. So, um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this wonderful overdramatic tale. Of a couple of famous authors from Europe. <laughs> I like um, my ad lib, you know, commentary. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. The commentary was beautiful. Um, <laughs> but, you know, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate everything you guys do for us. And we will uh, talk at you next time. Happy Pride, bitches. Happy Pride.